0: I'm Courtney.
1: I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Job Joe Spoil everything. everything. Courtney, pushing D, part two. <laughs> little P and
0: D. Little P and D. Want to do the P, D. P, Diddy? Okay. So before we get started, I thought we would do a little pie-inspired quiz. Okay, we're going to see what kind of pie goes with your personality okay are you ready for that
1: apple because i'm american
0: you don't know you don't know oh. all right i'm gonna name the ice cream flavors you pick one strawberry pistachio banana vanilla chocolate caramel
1: vanilla okay. chocolate wait
0: as hell pick a hobby to try reading books yoga swimming cooking knitting or writing
1: It's two cooking um that's a good one. I am big on the Instagram cooking sh- show right now. I'm doing like cooking shows on my Instagram live on my like personal account with my, oh. my friend.
0: Oh,
1: people uh, seem to like it. You're How have always you making
0: dinner. I'm a failure at that. Okay, pick a country to visit: Sweden, England, Greece, Spain, Russia, or Brazil.
1: Uh, let's do. Uh, let's do Greece. Uh, I feel like my dollar would Which go was... a lot there with their crumbling economy. So let's yeah.
0: do that. <laughs> And it's beautiful. That's my choice, too. I think the, wa- the water is like turquoise there. It's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Pick a
0: music genre. Classic, electronic, hip-hop, rock, pop, or country? Country. Yes. Pick a scent. Lavender, sea breeze, old books, flowers, vanilla, or cinnamon?
1: Give me sea breeze. I feel like cinnamon would make me sneeze.
0: That's because you're like a little New Englander, the sea breeze. All right. Pick a shoe brand. Adidas. Prada, Gucci, Nike, Converse, or Puma?
1: Uh, Just go Nike.
0: I thought for sure you were saying Puma for some reason.
1: Puma? What? I don't play soccer.
0: <laughs> okay. And finally, pick a popular food. Donuts, soup, pizza, burgers, cake, pizza. or taco? I'm going to
1: start pizza. Pizza.
0: All right. Okay. You are strawberry pie. Like strawberry pie, you're refreshing. You are. You're someone who has a positive attitude and you light up every room. I can see that you're very bubbly. You always got a super energized at work.
1: I mean, I can I can fuck with like the description, but not the pie.
0: Yeah, well, cuz strawberry pie is very like ooh, a piece of strawberry. Like it's very like light and like fun. Wanna know mine? What? Cherry pie. You're gooey like cherry pie. You're someone who feels emotions very deeply. <laughs> I am. I'm always crying. And other people come to you when they need a shoulder to cry on. That's also true. I never get a word in edgewise except for on this show. And I barely do here. (laughs) He's my cherry pie. (laughs) I bet that was part of it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that was fun. So what did you think of this finale?
1: All right. So this finale, I I don't know it was <laughs> I, I'm like, I, I don't know it was so removed from the first episode but still like this weird acid trip that we've been on this entire uh-huh. time that I'm just kind of like oh what um this was so far removed from the pilot episode it was like weird trippy yeah human sea world circus thing <laughs> comparative to this like utopia i guess it, it it's like this extension of this weird acid trip that we have been on since the beginning
0: yeah i mean so you know we kind of talked at length in the pilot episode how i thought it was very wes anderson well the the finale reminded me of dr seuss there was like props and oversized hats and big bold bright colors and like they're practically rhyming in some parts like they're in the diner and they're talking about their significant others and they go in with the flu out with the gout like every it's like a damn seussical almost like it was like the whimsy was definitely there in the beginning and there was weird elements like claymation and stuff. But this almost took like, like, did you even notice how sometimes they shot it from above? It was, it's like when you take one of those selfies and it gives you like ravioli eyes, like it makes people look more (laughs) like a character. It makes them look like wide eyed innocence. Like, so there was a lot of that like going on.
1: Yeah, it was in the colors in it with everything was like so blue and like vivid. I was kind of just like, you you always pay attention to the colors so much. So like by the time that we get to the second episode, I'm very aware of the color tones. After we talk in the first episode, like I look for it. Yeah, and this one was like blue and just like I don't know. It it was, it was like I said it was like this weird extension of the, the the first episode. But you just like the colors in this whole series are just weird.
0: Oh yeah, it was definitely different and. You, oh, remember last time how I said it was like Dead Like Me, the HBO show I was talking about? Mm-hmm. I actually read something where it said that Brian Fuller, the guy who made the show, had intended for Pushing Daisies to be a spin-off of Dead Like Me. So they-
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. Nailed it.
0: So like, that's weird. So yeah, I mean, it's just it's, like I said, that one's also kind of an offbeat show. But they really amped up the old like even every time like Chuck looks at something, it's like, I do like she's looking at something for the first time, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to get into the characters. All right. Uh, Wendy Malick plays Quirrell. She was in Baywatch and the American President. She and her husband helped build homes for poor families in Mexico. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. She helped run an adoptive family to the homeless. Uh, and she actually auditioned for the role of Diane on Cheers in
0: 1982. Oh, okay. She's also, I think she was on that show, Just Shoot Me. I liked that show. It was an NBC one in like late 90s, early aughts.
1: Yeah, possibly. She's been around. Uh, Nora Dunn, who plays Blanche. She was on SNL. Yes, Um, yes, yes, yes. Entourage the Nanny. Uh, She's the sister of Kevin Dunn, who is an actor uh, that I like. She boycotted a Saturday Night Live episode in May 1990 because controversial comedian Andrew Dice Clay was hosting the show.
0: Shut up. And I don't remember that at the time, but I remember that in retrospect, like people talking about that because he was so like dirt, like now fucking anything goes. You know what I mean? Uh, he you see he was Bill, so...
1: Bill Burr's? It was amazing.
0: Oh, no. I've been meaning to watch. I have not even caught up on Saturday Night Live.
1: All these entitled white women are like, no, I, I shut it off. My whole family walked out of the room. We couldn't Not deal too. with it. You got to hear it. It's awesome. I laughed hysterically. They actually like pushed comedy forward for once instead of just pounding a dead horse. Yeah. Uh, Trump jokes. You know what I mean?
0: Ugh, yeah. Well, that. so are they back to doing actual lie in per Okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't like the at home versions. I mean, it was creative for sure, but it was just like a I also like couldn't watch the tonight show at all when it was at home. Like I just can't like, yeah, I want the it was regular brutal. regularness. Um and okay. the
1: last oh, oh, one damn. thing I I try always try to put a uh, a staff member in here. So, I chose Brian Fuller, the writer. He did Star Trek: American God, Heroes, which we did, Hannibal. Yeah. Fun fact, we were born on the same day, July 27th. Oh.
0: Well that is uh, a fun fact. <laughs> uh,
1: all of his shows have at least one female character with a traditional male name. Chuck in Pushing Daisies, George in Dead Like Me, mm-hmm. Freddie Lowndes in Hannibal. So he he was a writer for Dead Like Me too. So it kind of So that, to that makes
0: total sense. How we did not connect that. We didn't do like we were trying to take it in in the pilot because of its, like, weirdness. So we didn't deep dive as much in the research. Otherwise, we would have made that connection. But, see, I made it on my own because I'm a smart TV watcher. Yes. Um, He yes, actually, like, speaking of his, like, heroes type thing, he wanted the story of this to continue in a comic book form. Um, He said it would tie up loose ends, like, Chuck's father, Ned's father. Like, those were storylines, like, we missed, obviously. But um, there's some kind of, like, pocket watch storyline in there. And then there are going to be, like, new stories, like, <laughs> this is actually, like, a really funny concept, where there's, like, a flood in town, and it causes the cemetery, like, the bodies in the cemetery to, like, wash up and wash past Ned, and it's, like, him versus, like, a thousand bodies. I thought that was, like, a funny concept. <laughs> that
1: would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, he accidentally, like, touches a bunch of, like, dead bodies as <laughs> so they, they float like, by him, and they decruping. wake back up, and he has to put them back down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, like. I can't seem to find where that particular comic book was ever made. There was a comic book made for 2007 comic-con, but that was made before season two. So that's not even the one he's referencing. So I don't think they ever got to that point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think that the writer strike did mess with this a little bit. And they also saw that ratings declined and the ABC executives just decided to cancel it. It's like same old song and dance with the networks that we've gone over. Um... The creators did get some advance notice that the series was going to end in its current season and they chose they say they chose to have it and on a cliffhanger. I don't really think it was a cliffhanger, but we can get to that later. Um, What do
1: you think was a cliffhanger in here? (laughs) Do
0: you think it was a cliffhanger?
1: No, I didn't even notice.
0: No, I don't. I don't think so either. I think it was tied up like pretty nicely. I mean, they did that full first season. They did have to do the rush second season. And I think that his intention was to give Ned and Chuck a better send off, but I really didn't have a problem with how it ended. It seemed to be like they were on the same page in the relationship by, by the time we got to him in the end.
1: Yeah, it was, I don't know. I mean, there was like some stuff, but I wasn't like overly like what happened, you know what I yeah. mean? The, I mean, I'm sure some of those, like, minor story plot, I like, story lines and plots kind of intrigued someone who was, like, deeply, deeply passionate about it. Not me. I was mm, like, okay, yeah. cool, whatever.
0: Didn't need it. I no. was entertained with the first and the last. Didn't need all the other stuff in the middle.
1: Mm-hmm. Same. Samesies.
0: Samesies. I really like the ants, too. Like, I I thought, you know, there were was, was surprises, like, certainly that we didn't know. I thought yeah. that was
1: cool. You want to start with the big one?
0: Yes,
1: I do. So, answer mom.
0: Yeah. Swooshy. Swooshy. With the eye patch.
1: We, le- we, we learned that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. The Winona looking one. Oh, Rebo mm-hmm. looking one. Rebo yeah. looking one. <laughs> no, no. Is her... Not uh, all redheads
0: are the same.
1: They're not. They're beautiful, wonderful creatures. It's just that these two just happen to look like the same person.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty um, surprising. And she... Well... How she became the mother of Chuck was that she had an affair with her sister's fiance. Uh So, and his name was Charles Charles, because of course it was. (laughs) (laughs) And so then there was a kind of a couple weird things here that I didn't understand and kind of weren't flushed out, but so she has an affair with the sister's fiance and she gets pregnant so they send her away so you know they like they used to do back in the day and for your nine yep. months and then lati dad they go up for adoption. But Charles Charles raised Chuck. Like didn't her sister ever wonder like where'd this baby come from? Yeah. What the f- Yeah, yeah buddy
1: explain Why that one did it not hit me?
0: I don't know, because it puzzled the shit out of me. What? Yeah.
1: For some reason it just made sense when I was watching it.
0: Right, and so I even went back. I was like, maybe it was a different dad that raised her. I'm like, no, it was him. Oh, so well, like,
1: this is what this show does to you. It just like yeah. gives you this like weird trance when you watch it.
0: Yeah, it's it's possessive. I don't yeah. know. It. I really don't know because I could not figure out. Well, I guess maybe like maybe she just assumed he had an affair with someone else and just never connected that it was the sister and kind of they just fizzled out because he had a mystery child. But like. I don't know I, that part. I couldn't like connect the dots on.
1: No, this is wild. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I need to go back and watch it. Yeah, but I'm not going to, but I feel like I need to. No,
0: well, we spent $1.99. Well, did you spend the two ninety nine to have the HD or the SD version?
1: Probably the HD.
0: Of course you did. You're so bougie. You couldn't just watch it in SD and be happy with it.
1: No, because I'm not going to watch some grainy thing. What happens <laughs> if something actually happens and I can't see it? Cause it's all like, oh, God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my God, it's not a tube television. It was fine. But yeah, <laughs> So that's the only thing that I couldn't really put together, but I really liked in the beginning, like how they were explaining. It. Like it was so much information coming at you, almost made you like anxious, but it was so interesting.
1: This whole show makes you like a weird anxious but relaxed at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah, like really, like it makes you like really jolly, but like on the edge of your seat. <laughs> I don't want to say it. Oh,
1: it's a weird thing in retrospect.
0: Yeah. Um, and I'm surprised that the aunts didn't know that she was still alive. Like, they've been keeping that mystery going for, you know, whatever, X amount of time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, they, Yeah. It's... So, apparently, she's been hiding out from the aunts this entire time. And she's trying to push her aunts to get out of their comfort zone because they're, like... Shut-ins. As we described, they're, like, shut-ins, yeah, in their house. <laughs> And they're like, finally, let's go to the aqua Circus and see the performers that were our rivals yeah. perform and kind of relive our glory days by, you know, vicariously through their rivals to watch them.
0: Well, in celebration um, of Chuck's half birthday, because like, of course they celebrate half birthdays because they're fucking weird. Like everybody's weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously. She's like, it's half birthday. And I was thinking of that. I was like, how long has she been dead? Has not been a year oh, yet? This is like a, has it been a whole calendar year?
0: Yeah, did she die? Didn't she? <laughs> yeah, no, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Was she going on that trip when she died because it was a birthday celebration or something? And then what, this is like six months later?
1: I don't know. Time <laughs> ceases. It's, time. It's, it's now just time and logic seem to be suspended.
0: <laughs> time stops at the pie hole. oh my god okay well let's just go on the premise that it's the half birthday so they're gonna go celebrate her life
1: so you have the crew and they're sitting across from the aunt and they're looking at her with like these old school binoculars like (laughs) watching her which i'm like weird as fuck it looked like a scene
0: out of like fear and loathing like it was like
1: yeah (laughs) well the thing is, the rivals and the uh, aunts run into each other before the show, and they're like trying to one up each other and like calling each other old bags of shit and stuff, yeah. um, <laughs> which was super funny.
0: Yeah, that was great. That was great. And the Bruna aunt is like a simpleton.
1: <laughs> yeah, <it's pretty> <laughs> you just gotta kind of just like just milk toast um, brain and personality, and she and they're like sitting watching. And the this couple, their adversaries, come out and they perform to—is it the pledge of allegiance? Or <laughs> I forget. It was like the pledge it's so of allegiance. Some like
0: Americana. Like they're very, yeah. it's a very patriotic display.
1: I think it was the national anthem. So they're <laughs> synchronized swimming to the national anthem. And they're
0: like r- conservatively fifty years old.
1: Very conservatively fifty years <laughs> old. And they're in this pool. And out of nowhere, this giant CGI shark oh, jumps God. like, I, I feel like this show should have been a 3D, like we missed <laughs> it. It was like one of those ones where they give you the 3D glasses and they're like,
0: I know, I wonder, <laughs> a special episode of Pushing Daisies. Here's your used to
1: do that. They used to give 3D glasses what? out at like a the supermarket.
0: They for did it at fam- like Remember home. they did it for Family Matters. Were you into that? No. You're a little young, but they did that for one of the episodes. Yeah, and you'd go get the glass, and the family would sit around with the popcorn. And- well, the <laughs> or the smellivision
1: thing—you get the smellivision sheets.
0: Yes, so I like- feel like
1: <laughs> this part should have been in it, where the shark comes out because he jumped it, like, like
0: 100 feet in the air.
1: <laughs> conservatively, 100 feet in the air. This thing went from like the from like ground level to like the 300 level seats. <laughs>
0: I go. I wrote. I even wrote down, I go. I'm sorry. What just happened? Like it was like it was out of nowhere. Like there and wasn't like usually you would give some build up to that. Like some like oh you see a shark. Like they would do usually like a some establishing shot. Like,
1: water moving. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like when you got to the aquarium, <laughs> oh you see the shark tank or something. Like I was like, what did I just watch? <laughs> like, the fucking
1: clouds. The shark cubs. <laughs> it eats one of the. It eats one of the rivals. And oh the God. aunts like are happy about it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They were that was a. And that, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just laugh every time there's a pun. So like, they're talking about they're talking about with Emerson like where the shark came from, and he's like, "What's got you floating that theory?" Like everything was like puns from then on out.
1: Yeah, no, everything had to do like the guy that ran the water circus or whatever Who was like everything had to be water related that he said
0: yes and like that weird cowboy that showed up that was like the owner of the shark i think it was Stuart on mad tv
1: yeah it was it like, was
0: like just fucking weird characters weird accent choices <laughs> like everything was just it was puns and weird accents from here on out
1: everyone's like fuck it, it's the last episode whatever <laughs>
0: And, like, did you see Chuck in, like, the shark scene? She looked like she was dressed for, like, American Horror Story Coven. Like, she didn't look like she was going to the aquarium. Like, it was so, everything is so kooky.
1: So the aunt's rival is eaten by a shark, so that means there's a spot opened up in the Aqua Circus. The owner of the shark is trying to figure out who let the shark out, because everyone keeps pointing a finger who at him. Who let
0: the shark out? Chomp, 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 chomp.
1: Apparently someone put lard in the swimmer's hair so the shark would eat her as they find out when they start investigating and going through the swimmer's like stuff in the back. Like a hair gel, which keeps everything in place, which makes no sense because you're in a fucking pool.
0: Well, I think it's like it's like that thing when you kind of grease up. So the the water resistance over you type thing is what I attributed that to.
1: That would be a shower cap that you should wear if you want that effect. (laughs) Not well, when they're trying to, to do, herself. like,
0: pristine hair for their patriotic show, they don't have time for shower caps.
1: So, they basically end up through... Well, they
0: replace them, kind yeah, of. Yeah,
1: leaps and bounds, I was going to say, end up replacing them. Yeah. Uh, so, they get offered the the job, basically. Um, but they're still a killer on the loose.
0: Yeah did you like when the ants come into the pie hole and they're like announcing that they're they're like the replacements and they're talking at the same time like do you know how much those actresses must have practiced to speak at the same time you and i did 25 takes to do our intro and i still (laughs) had to edit us together like how
1: could (laughs) they do that which is the best part about it
0: (laughs) like how could they do it there are movements i was like i was amazed by that and that alone i was the fucking work that must have gone in to just like do it at the same time. How
1: many takes that must have taken. I would have been like, what is my fucking job? This is the dumbest show ever. Why are we doing
0: that? <laughs> I hope they got a hefty salary for that.
1: Just for that scene. Uh, so they are getting ready and they're, uh, about to.
0: Well, they're like investigating well,
1: this. Yeah, they're investigating it. And one of the next scenes, they show up to this, um, it's kind Big of like group a meeting
0: re- yeah i was gonna say like yeah, a rehearsal group meeting thing.
1: rehearsal of everyone in the aqua circus wearing the freshest velvet <laughs> jumpsuits i've ever seen <laughs> like, like the whole crew's wearing them like head to toe just just velour velvet jumps yeah suits. how
0: much money does this like aqua circus have like it seems like a dying breed even for 2007
1: we, it looked like a like a college pool outside.
0: Well, yeah, but then everybody we went from like a
1: giant arena to like a parking lot pool.
0: But the with the merman is in like <laughs> whatever the hell he was. The was sassy this? merman. Yeah, Wilson Cruz as Sid Tango. Sid Tango. <laughs> but he had an axe to grind. Like that's part of like when they're trying to build the mystery of this. They're like, oh, it could be this character. It could be this character, and one of them is some merman dude, basically. I don't know. They never resolved him.
1: Yeah, well, they go and try to ask the sister who's dead inside the shark. (laughs) Who killed you? And that did not go well.
0: No, no.
1: Because she reached out and it touched his forehead and then died again.
0: But she did like in that part, she talked a little about her husband and how he was like younger. That was all she said. Which kind of, like, gave an Mm elude. It alluded to, because as soon as she said that the husband was younger, and I figured out he was, like, that dim-witted dude. It was, like, it put a lot of, like, emphasis on him, I guess you want to say. So, basically, like, they go talk to Nora Dunn's character, the one that died. She's inside the shark. They, like, split the shark open. And, like, they're asking her questions. And, like, all she really says is basically about how, like, her husband's a younger dude. And then, like like you said, she touches Ned and so she dies again like a dumbass. But that part, because she taps and makes me think, like, it kind of took... It was too obvious for Sid Tango, the merman, to be it because, like, he had such an axe to grind with them. They like, cast suspicion on the husband, but made me more so think, like, oh, maybe it's the sister because she wanted the husband. When really... What happens is the husband killed, had her killed, like, released the shark so that he could be with the sister because he thought that that's what the sister wanted. And, like, the whole thing is just, like, the sister doesn't want that Wendy Malick's character. Like, but to me, like, I didn't give a shit. Like, I didn't get, like, it was just another mystery. And basically all that was was just, like, a tool, like, a mystery tool to get through the episode, to get to the real, like, crux of it, which is, like... Wendy Malik's character has joined up with Chuck's aunts in their group and now has to, like, play along with them. And obviously they don't. Like, they've been enemies for decades. And so she's the one who puts a wrench in the works with their relationship.
1: Yeah. So she she tries to sabotage their next performance. So they would try to put the past behind them, bring her in, and become the three like uh, a threesome performance yeah. um
0: which was so weird I was like how are you even gonna do that but all right go on
1: I guess it was just a way of, of trying to like close the past behind them but the the evil sister knows the whole history of how Reba aunt had the child and she knows the whole story behind it yeah and she ends up trying to sabotage the entire performance and how they figure it out is she was wearing her own outfit (laughs) under the costume that everyone else is wearing.
0: Yeah. And she basically says to her, because she's not a dimwit like the sister, she was like where'd you go for nine months? And like she pieced it all together, which the sister hasn't in 30 plus years. But um... (laughs) (laughs) So weird. But like finally like she's out of the picture because Swooshy Kurtz kicks her to the curb and they do this like amazing performance, even though the one's husband who like the shark let the shark out tries to like electrocute them halfway through the performance. But everyone like does a little teamwork, like one person grabs a life, like a life circle thing and what like it's just so silly. But that's also. like the whole thing, the whole workup of that is essentially so the sisters can have this like moment of glory. Like they work together. They're back to their glory days. They did an awesome performance. So when they're home, Chuck's aunt, who's really her mom, is like on cloud nine. And she's like coming down the stairs like all like, OK, all's good. Like we had an awesome performance. We're back on the same page. We're not shut ins anymore. And she sees Wendy Malik's character leaving the house being like, what the fuck are you doing here?
1: Yeah, there was no less than 100 sabotage attempts during their performance yeah like music everything was trying to be sabotaged and then this husband returns the husband returns in a lobster costume
0: (laughs) so silly and the way
1: he's gonna kill them is by throwing the microphone into the pool into the pool but ned catches it
0: yeah yeah so when she so when she's home and she sees wendy malik's character leave She's like, what the fuck? And so her sister comes out and, like, Wendy Malek's character told the sister that Chuck is really her daughter. And so obviously there's, like, a fight ensues because she was fucking the one's fiancé for X amount of years and had, like, a, you know, a mystery baby. And so as that's like, all that chaos is going down, they do this really cool, like, zip around the utopian town. Did you see that? That was just, it was like you're on a, like a bee's back type. Yeah. I
1: thought, yeah. It was, it was cool. Tied in with your Dr. Seussy thing. Yeah. Like it was very, like, ooh, like, I don't know. It yeah. was very, Whoosh. like, back yeah. to that first PlayStation 1 game look thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And basically it lands on Ned and Chuck at the door. The ants open the door in the middle of their, like, chaotic fight. And there stands Chuck and she's just like, I'm alive. And that's kind of how it ends. I mean, the very end is like the dog running through the field, like the dog that Ned had, which is like at, at some point he must have died in the series. But to me, that was a fitting ending. I didn't see that as a cliffhanger.
1: Wait. What happened with the dog?
0: The very, very end after she says she's alive. They just show this like quick clip of like the dog running through like like the utopian fields. So I assume that meant he, he died, like, uh, in another episode.
1: Didn't even catch that. Also, yeah. why the fuck is David Arquette in this?
0: Yeah, I just wrote, like, like, he's just here. <laughs> he's out of nowhere for no reason.
1: For like, less than five seconds, <laughs> David <laughs> Arquette. Like, so many
0: people come into this episode for literally, you don't need them. Like, you didn't need Stuart from Mad TV either. Like, it's like, well, I don't know why they're here. Like, just pack the faces in for the final episode. I don't know. I, you want to know what I thought was going to happen at the end, which I thought would have been a pimp cliffhanger. What? I thought, okay, the ants are fighting. The doorbell rings. They both go to the door. I thought that it was going to be interesting if like they open the door and from the shock of seeing Chuck, like one or both of them drop dead.
1: Oh, and he's got to like bring one back to
0: life or like, you know what I mean?
1: And only one could be brought back to life. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. Because then the Rebo ones like guilt would take over, and she would sacrifice herself for the other one.
0: Yeah, right? That's a good Very storyline. Brian Fuller, hit me up. We'll finish yeah. this bad boy right. Yeah, so I don't know. What, what did you think about the ending?
1: Are they, are they touching? Or no, still?
0: No. No. They never All right.
1: touched. It sucks then, because they didn't solve that. No. That was the one thing I was looking thought. for. That was actually... I, I just scrolled down a little bit on my notes. That was the one thing that they left out. Everything else got tied up very nicely. Mm-hmm. But I want some resolution to the touching.
0: Well, I think that was probably he, when he said he wanted to wrap up their relationship type thing. That was probably part of the intended thing. I also want to know how, why, what Ned has these abilities. True. Is that ever explained? Is that ever even... Mm-hmm questioned, researched, anything. I mean, we have no idea.
1: If you know the answers to this, DM us, please. Yeah,
0: please. We need the answers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, people complained, you know, from what I could gather in my research, they were complaining because Ned and Chuck's fathers, they were, you know, somehow intertwined and their storylines weren't wrapped up. I don't give a shit about that. We want to know if they can ever touch. We want to know why Ned can do what he can do. And, we, and I want to see my cliffhanger made.
1: That would be better than what we saw. Like that is, yeah, thoughtfully, very well done. I will give you you props on that one.
0: Thank you very much.
1: That is that would be a much better ending, and I would like to see ending to the touching rather than them breaking up or being like have to go separate ways. Like yeah, they don't.
0: I mean, I guess they don't have to because they kind of came to a thing where they're like, oh, you know. It can't all be about Ned and, you know, getting found out. And that kind of like that part of their relationship, they were kind of on the same page towards the end there.
1: Yeah, very true. I don't know. This was it's a trip. This whole show is a trip. So if you watch it, don't be on drugs because you will call 911. Out of
0: your mind. You're (laughs) out of your mind. But I like you know what, Joe, this is finally a show that we've watched where I enjoyed both the pilot and the finale equally.
1: Hmm, no it's not you didn't no because we undeclared was the first well, one.
0: undeclared we liked. yeah for sure it, but it didn't even go as long as this show i mean this i think i would all i want to say is like the pilot and the finale are kind of like even playing ground to me
1: okay yeah they're they're even but they're they both don't blow my balls off
0: no but they're enjoyable like some things we've watched i was like oh God, very, much like, very, very much like it's going
1: to be over very much like eat your vegetables. Yeah. Show <laughs> in the sense of all of our shows.
0: Yeah. It's
1: yeah. Kind of like I just kind of powered through it for for the viewers. I didn't like
0: Oh yeah, it's not like I have no interest truly to go back and watch any episodes. I saw all I wanted to see. I saw a couple of mysteries, I saw a little love, I saw, you know, some um interesting discoveries. So, I mean, that's really it.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the end of the day, it's meh. It was meh. And I'm glad just... you
0: circled back to blow my balls off like you did in the very first episode of season one. Yeah,
1: <laughs> thank you. That's my I'm trying to make that my catchphrase. So that totally a t-shirt that's the t shirt. Yeah, That's my t shirt. And I'm just gonna sign Pe- little baby's foreheads. <laughs> so didn't blow baby didn't blow my balls off. Love Joe. <laughs>
0: As your daughters don't do in a matter of days,
1: <laughs> hours. We're in hours at this point. It
0: feels like hours. Um, but yeah, I—I I mean, yeah. If you're into that, you know, anything we've described, like Wes Anderson or, you know, Dr. Seuss, surely hit the show up. But I mean, you know, you have to buy it for a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine if you're bougie like Joe on YouTube. So, be prepared. There's nowhere to watch it for free
1: join us next week for lesbian icon <laughs>
0: good.
1: yeah huge
0: all right
1: <laughs> i don't know if it's like it's not true i don't it's not like a real thing but she has been adopted as a head of the lesbian community uh two weeks lesbian icon gonna be huge